DeRozan sees an opening, drives and throws it down! DeMar DeRozan with the slam! Fires, it goes off the left, and score! Oh, what a play by Duchesne! And what a catch! Oh, God! DeAndre Hopkins! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! The Bop Pod with Pierce and Johnny. All right, welcome back to the Bot Pod. How's it going, Johnny? I'm doing good, man. I uh, I gotta say, I'm probably doing a bit better than you after I saw your picture that you are in the snow, whereas I am in gorgeous sunny weather right now. I am in the snow. It is a lot of snow. It's Highly unfortunate, but you know we're still we're still we're still living. Yep, we're still out here. Honestly, underrated underrated time for sports right now. You know, both trade deadlines, basketball, hockey, playoff pushes are made by teams. Baseball's in full swing. NFL draft season. It's pretty underrated time, honestly, right now. The, the April. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, especially with the weird like offset years of hockey and basketball. Yeah, I know it's kind of come to a nice spot right now. Yeah despite everything feeling a little bit off but yeah i completely agree things are things are looking good uh unless you're a vancouver canuck fan because you have not watched a game oh, forever word. yeah what's going on with them oh man that is a tough break for fantasy owners fans everything but hopefully they don't cancel their season yeah, if they play tomorrow that's the that's the goal i think which is a i think they've had that goal I think they had a, Many they had like a practice canceled or moved or something like that too. Oh, I just realized that their game tomorrow is also postponed. Yeah. <laughs> so GG, we'll see GG. how that pans well, bro, like, out. I'm in like a weekly lock fantasy hockey and like me and yep. my opponent are like it's first round of playoffs and me and my opponent are literally like have no one playing because all our guys are like postponed That's or whatever, which is unfortunate but you know i wonder if my i'm in a weekly lock too and i oh weekly locks are the dumbest especially this year yeah um but oh i don't know i'm not in playoffs yet playoffs start next week in that league but that is exciting our main league has uh playoffs start this week so we'll see how that goes you might do the biggest upset ever i uh squeaked in you squeaked in (laughs) and you're out with a banger already yeah that's a chuck boy man Brady is the ultimate fantasy Dude, option. they had a freaking good game last night. They did. We'll get into the hockey. We got trade line coming up, or it's already came, but like in the segment. Yeah. But we're going to start with football. Football. Yes, let's get, let's get it going. Okay, so main news out of football, Julian Edelman has retired. God, those knees. Yeah, it was, I'm honestly kind of sad for him. Yeah, man. 11 seasons with the Patriots. Super Bowl MVP, the catch of the Super Bowl. I think um, as sad as it is, like we'll have to talk about it a little bit more, but I got to say I had quite the laugh from Gronk saying that there's a 69% chance he joins the Bucks. <laughs> Classic Gronk. Yeah, I thought that I was the, those hilarious. Are the, the two main questions that are, is he going to the Bucks? Which he said he's retired, but you know, people come out of retirement. And then the other kind of discussion that comes from his retirement is is he a hall of famer yeah the hall of fame question is tough what are your thoughts 
Like, I feel bad for his knees 100%. That really just held back his career and the longevity of it to an extent. Um, overall, I feel like I feel like he he doesn't get it. Yeah, same here. I mean, what is it? Three Super Bowls, Super Bowl MVP. He's never been to a Pro Bowl, I don't think. Yeah, he was added, I think, I think he was added as like a alternate Pro Bowl alternate. injury replacement yeah. potentials. But... but the thing is, like, he's never, they're always in the Super Bowl, so... He probably hasn't. He didn't even. I don't think he's ever been, or he was one and then just didn't play. No, he's never been. He was never even named to be in part of the yeah. Pro Bowl. Yeah, I. Like, I mean, Hall of. If there's a Hall of very good or Hall of football playoff fame, I think he's there. But Hall of Fame, yeah. based on like just wide receivers that are in there already, he kind of really doesn't compare. <laughs> yeah, and like he, the man has the pedigree on a basis of achievements, one hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like few people have reached the um the award as a wide receiver exactly so like he has that going for him but I don't know I don't see it I just don't see yeah, it me neither. and I think his numbers is what really holds him back yeah yeah like his season so, to season numbers right yeah and you can only go so much on the team's awards obviously we already mentioned that individual award as a wide receiver is huge but um yeah you can only use that so much when the numbers aren't necessarily there like it's like the question of will andre Gudala will he be a hall of famer in my opinion definitely not obviously edelman in my opinion that's a good comp bro that's a good comp yeah he's got like the the super bowl mvp that or i guess nba finals mvp that everyone will bring up yeah but it's just was the game to game you know that that honestly his Super Bowl or his finals MVP, I think, weighs a little bit more than Edelman's. I agree because it's a seven seven games and like the the gravity of that series of him locking down LeBron, locking down with air quotes. Like he played good defense against him. Yeah. But every other I'm looking at all the other wide receivers to win Super Bowl MVP, and I'm pretty sure all of them are in the Hall of Fame. So that'll be a little bit of a rip, but yeah. <laughs> that could be a rip. It'll be weird not seeing the those those red gloves, you know, always on uh, <laughs> on New England there. Yeah, it's a physical sport. Only go for so long. What a fighter he was. And then the other news coming out of the old NFL football sports is the MIT analytics department or something like that. Sports analytics department. They every year they for the past few years they hand out the sports transaction. Best sports transaction of the year. And yep. this is the first time the NFL has ever won. And it goes to DeAndre Hopkins trade. So this trade was DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, a second and a fourth. What are your thoughts on the Cardinals getting this award? I mean, I'm I'm going to be completely frank with you. I have not heard of this award before. Hey, do you want to Even know history? Do you want to know a history I, of the past winners? Please, because that's exactly what I was going to ask. Okay. 2020, the New York Yankees signed... DJ Lamahieu can't really speak to that. He hit. <laughs> nope. He's a second baseman. He hit a 327 and 102 RBIs, and then won the batting title. So I guess that was good. Um, 2019, Khalil Mack. Or did I say the NFL's never won? I guess it was the second time they've won. Raiders trade for Khalil Mack. So the two firsts for Khalil Mack. Um, that yep. year it looked really, really strong of a deal, but then the past two years have been a little underwhelming. 2018, yep. the Rockets trade for Chris Paul. 2017, mm. Warriors signed Kevin Durant. Probably the biggest no-brainer 
for best transaction here. 2016, Leicester City signs Claudio Ranieri and Robert Booth. Hmm. And 2015, Los Angeles Kings trade for Marion Gabrick. They went and went to go and won the Stanley Cup afterwards. And then there's a Boston Red Sox sign a pitcher and LA Clippers trade for Chris Paul's 2013 was the first time it was awarded. So Chris Paul in here twice. Pretty sick. Yeah. But there's a little history of the award. It's it's from what's what's the thing here? MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference meets every year and talks about numbers and gives out this award. So one thing, let's do our best here. I don't want to think about too much. But what were some things that this would have had to go up against? So for example, uh so this is 2020. So we definitely got Durant signing with the Nets. However, that didn't amount to anything because the man was injured. Yeah, I'm. I'm so not it's, sure what it's the years, facing... how how it works, but I got two for you in the same okay. sport. One in the same position. I'd argue that the Stevon Diggs trade was better. I agree. They went farther in the playoffs, and it was for the same position. And I'd also argue that signing Tom Brady, they won the Super Bowl. Like that's 100%. a pretty good transaction. That's two in the same sport that I think outweigh this one as it goes to team success. But then I I think this is taking in a point of the value that they got him for, which is my yeah. only like, like it was literally the fleece of the century. Well, and that's the thing is like you have to weigh in on because um, this is almost like the maybe not the transaction, but the trade of the year uh, because what they had to give up yeah. and what they got in return was remarkable whereas if you look at tom brady they didn't have to give up much apart from the money that they had to invest yeah. in someone but the thing is the precedent is there that you sign a player and he leads your team to a championship in 2017 kevin durant the precedent is there that you can just sign someone exactly and, but, exactly but you are right in the sense that like deandre preseason deandre hopkins was i don't know like five or ten receivers better than stefan diggs out of minnesota mm. And they got DeAndre Hawkins, who's better, for less than the Bills got Stephon Diggs. So I think that's where that beats that out. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us knew how much of a fleece this was when it happened. Yeah. So. And who knows? Maybe, have... maybe in, in two years, they have he has an MVP and they've been to a Super Bowl and won it. Right. Right? Like, recency bias. Yep. But, no, I get it. That's fair. Yeah. Fleece is century, though. Congratulations. Yeah, no kidding. Hopefully him and Murray do something big yeah. in the years to come. Full, full year next year, they, they should be good to go. Yeah. Um, speaking, we kind of just meant, went over some trades. Do we have anything else on football? Um, No, I don't think so. Nothing much else has happened. Because I was just going to say, as we were just talking about like trades and transactions, I think we got to talk about some Trent Jr. right now. Okay, yeah. Some Gary Trent Jr. Oh, yeah, this man. Um... So since we've so, last spoken, yeah, yeah, you go. They've they've played. Was it just the the Bulls and the who was that? The Cavaliers and then the who did they play last night? They lost. It. Um, they played Knicks. The Knicks. That's the three games that have happened. And the big kind of kind of where this piece comes from, where we're kind of having this discussion, is from his forty-four point game against the Cavaliers. And you're you're hyped about him, right? You're oh for sure, you're yeah. Fired up about Gary Trent. Yeah, I am a little more skittish on Gary Trent Jr. And I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. So first of all, just looking at the past three games, we'll just do three game sample size, just kind of get my thoughts out there. So the Bulls, kind of a must win game, didn't really play that well. 
eight points only or something like that. Cavaliers, not a great team, but still you needed to win. 44 points, career high. Actually shot a ridiculous number, like oh, yeah. from everywhere. 17 for 19 and 7 for 9. That's like extremely efficient shooting, like crazy, unsustainable, efficient shooting. And then last night against the Knicks, what was it, like 23 points in a loss? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so here's my take. I think like, I have two ways of kind of evaluating kind of like performances like that, like that 44-point night. He showed, he sh it's show me you can do it, which he did, and then how often, which 44 points, but then he's he's put up some stinkers recently. And so I I, I just don't buy it just, cause, just based off the consistency. Okay. Because okay. 17 for 19 and 7 for 9 is really, really, really good. Like that is... Very, very unsustainable numbers. I don't think you can do it very often. Um, and so when I'm looking at this guy, young guy still, young guy, still getting used to his team. I still think there's some promise, but I'm still a little skittish. Um, if you divide a player up, like their percentage of where they'll end up um, into four categories. So star, starter, bench, bust is kind of where like that, the four. You can go in deeper, like you can do high-end starter, low-end starter, high-end bench player, low-end, blah, 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 like superstar, et cetera. Um, but I think he's 5% going to be a star, 30% starter, 45% bench player, and then 20% bust. That's where I'm at with Gary Trent. Okay, wait, see that one more time? 5% chance he's going to be a superstar and drop in 30s and 40s, like he did. 30% chance he'll be a solid starter, like kind of where the Raptors are playing him right now, but he's kind of on a bad team, so... That's where that is. 45% he'll be like coming off the bench at 3 and D, just kind of go shoes and threes player. And then 20% he'll be a bust, which, yeah, a bust is a bust. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So my take. Um, so obviously you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, small, sample I think size, small sample size. Small sample size. He's already had two career high games with the Raptors since he's come over. He hit 33 against the Warriors, I think, on their blowout. And then 44 here. Um, sure, he's had some shaky games, absolutely. But he, like, on the wraps. Actually, let me pull up his average on the wraps right now. 18.4. 18.4. Yeah. Jeez, that's actually really high compared to I thought it was going to be around 15. It was um, 14 yesterday before the is 22 points so he's the small sample size is really like varying his it numbers. fluctuates yeah. a ton yeah yeah okay um so when i when he got that 44 part game i immediately think of i don't know why this stands out so much in my head because i think it's because me and hunter were actually maybe we were watching the game i'm trying to rem no it would have been before that um but i was watching this game uh it was in 2014 when Corey Brewer had the most insane game and he had 51 points and like game winner over the Rockets. And then the Rockets ended up trading for him that season, I think. And he ended up being an absolute bust. And his career, he averaged like eight points a game. Um, and so I think of like that was a ridiculous anomaly. Um, whereas I think there's a few things to say with this one. There's Gary Trent. He's 22 which is crazy. Oh, so young, yeah. So young, so much future ahead of him and wasn't given the minutes that he could as yeah, a guard him. because he's under McCollum and Lillard, right? Yeah. So um, having that option now and seeing what he's going to be able to do and under the environment that he's in, I think he's in a position to thrive. So I would probably chalk up the the starter potential and the bench potential 
uh, quite a bit. I, I honestly, I, I think like his likelihood of being a bust is like 10%. Um, but I think he could definitely be uh, like a six man potentially starter. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where, where I think I see him fitting in. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm not hype. Like I'm not on the side of just saying that this guy's the next superstar for us. I think he has potential. Absolutely. And you outline that with the percentage. Absolutely. I think you said 30%. 30% starter. Yeah. 30% starter. And then what? 5%? 5% star. Yeah. Just okay. Cause like, so yeah, you have to be a baller to put up 44 points and shoot like that. Like there, yeah, that's yeah. in him. Right. Like I can't like, say no like like that exactly. literally happened yeah exactly and that that's exactly it like he he has it and he's young and he has all of he basically has everything to be successful lined up for him right now yeah. which also kind of sucks because to be completely honest the main reason why we traded for him was to get rid of powell on a contract year and we were hoping that trent was going to take a few years to then get to a high level but now he's going to be on a contract year and he's going to be wanting like 15 to 20 mil if he continues on this route. And it's like, this is exactly what we didn't want. So that's really weird because it's such a small sample size that how do you justify that? But I know trend is going to want that because any player that is performing well is going to be like, Hey, look at my resume. This is what I can do. He's going to go pull a Terry Rozier and sign for exactly like a bunch. So that's my worry. That's really sucks. But with that said, I think you want well, him to that, be like I don't know. I was just gonna say the your comparison to Terry Rozier is like pretty much spot on to yeah. what I was thinking. Um, like, I still think thinking, like you, he has you that want potential. him to be your third or fourth option most likely. Yeah, like on a playoff, if you want to try and contend for a, I think that's like ideal where you want him to slot in. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, here's a question that kind of ties into this, kind of doesn't. How many guys in the league do you think could score 20 points a game if they had enough shots? So this kind of scene in Gary Trent, he was averaging um, on Portland. He was averaging, I mean, CJ McCollum was out, so he's averaging 12 shots a game, which is pretty good. Um, and then now on the Raptors, he's getting like the second most looks a game besides Siakam. Right. Um, how many, and he's like basically almost at 20 points a game. How many guys in the league like 450 guys in the league do you think could score 20 points a game if they were given like the most shots on like like it's like a jeremy grant situation yeah where he's on detroit he's putting up 22 points a game he was like the third option in fourth option in denver um but now he's he's gone how many guys do you think could realistically do it out of 450 um, players majority you think majority yeah you think 200 guys could yeah dang i'd be squeaking just over if they were the first or second option on a team, and like all the looks and at the end of the game are going to them, actually maybe. Mm, I'm so my number is eighty-five where I think. to a hundred. Really? Okay, because here's where I think. So I think of like Evan Fournier as an example. So on that team, well, I guess there was I guess Vooch and um, Aaron Gordon were getting the majority of the looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Evan Fournier was the jeremy grant of detroit you think he, he would not it? he would not no i think plus i i just i, I don't think i don't like i don't like fournier though i think he's trash <laughs> okay okay here's here's my example indiana pacers they're 25 and 27 malcolm brogdon he's doing it currently sabonis he could do it i don't think i don't think he has he's 19.8 so he's basically doing it karis lavert healthy if he was the jeremy grant of the team he could do it tj warren if he was healthy and getting that many looks i'm just how many 
Let's just look up Jeremy Grant. It's like he gets like 17 to 18 shots a game. Field goals. Hmm. Attempted. He's getting 17.3 shots a game. And Jeez. Gary Trent's getting 15 right now. So like that's a lot. Um Miles Turner, he could do it. If you yeah. like build around like if you Joel Embiid him and like he's the that's five like, guys that's five guys on a team though. that could do it. Well, and here's the thing though is like even with Miles Turner, that's not his role. That's not his job. No, but this is if it was his job. I know, and that that that's a, such a hard thing to say because just players don't certain players get into the NBA for specific reasons, not necessarily just to be the main shooter. So that's what's so tough to think about that. But I get what you're saying. And I but think it's tough I, to think about, but you're saying that 200 guys could do it. Yeah, I know. I'd bring it. I'd bring it down. It's just like when I think of like people like um, Charlotte or Detroit and all these teams that aren't good, and you got your first and second um, main shooters on that team. Like you, you brought down Drummond for so long as as a amazing option, but then on Detroit, he was putting over 20 points a game. Yeah. So it's like. I think if a person is in that role and forced to be in that role as the main guy, I think I think they have to be able to put up 20 points. Yeah. Just exactly. because of what they're able to do, which is like if they're probably not over 50%, probably not the majority. Um I think it's like 100 guys to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. 17 17 shots or more a game. That's what Jeremy Grant said. There's 29 players in the league that are shooting 17 shots a game five years ago that number was half 15 15 players were putting up 17 shots a game that's like substantial yeah but yeah yeah that's my take on that and it basically ties into gary trent because he's getting more shots now he's got to be getting closer to that number which which he is now yeah one game goes 14 i was like dude that's bad now he's it'll even himself out the rest of the year. I think I think he'll be hopefully like you want him to be at that mark if he's taking that many shots. Yeah. Okay. That was a good little little questionnaire there. Yeah, buddy. Um, I'm gonna throw one last one at you before we move into the big hockey stuff. Did the Lakers beating the Nets without LeBron, Davis, or Kuzma give us a view of how the finals is gonna play out? Zero percent. Okay. <laughs> Zero percent. Yeah, I James, think so too. James Harden didn't play. Kevin Durant's on a minute restriction, and Kyrie got like ejected halfway through or something like that. That game. Yeah. I mean, I probably like maybe not zero percent. That's a little harsh. Probably like fifteen percent. It was basically they were neck and neck going at it the whole time. Then Kyrie got ejected, and the Lakers went something on like a thirty and two run or something like that and won the game. Yeah. So it's kind of tough to say. Maybe a little bit of the bench rotations we could. It shows that they're even, just because like with LeBron and AD not there, and I guess Kuzma, yeah. I think it's just gonna be such me, a different series once everyone's back, or if everyone's back. I think for me, it speaks to what you and I actually talked about when the Nets got like bolstered up their squad with Griffin and Aldridge, and how you and I both said that this isn't that big of a deal as everyone's making it out to be, because these aren't the same players. Exactly, yeah. and. So, like, this actually showed to me that the Nets aren't as deep as you would think. And because of the massive names that they have on their team and the experience and everything, I still think they're ridiculous, Uh, especially when everybody's healthy. They're going to be insane. But um, they haven't played. They've played, like, like less than half their games with everyone healthy because Durant's been gone for, like, 30 games. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's so many questions that go along with it, for sure. Um, but that's one thing that stuck out to me with this is like 
I think the Lakers are well well built. Well, okay, here's I pulled some stats for this. The James Harden splits. Um, they're twenty seven and seven with James Harden, the Nets. And they're nine and ten without him. So okay. he's literally like the best player on their team. He's the ball mover. He's the focal point. Yeah, that's hundred percent. He makes the, everyone um, else better because he literally draws so much attention. I'm gonna so also. Davis, but. I'm gonna concede some ground to you. Um, by saying uh, Russ has really, really uh, impressed me this year. Same here, bro. He's even impressed came... me, who I'm like I've been super high on. I thought You've this been was super gonna high be literally like a terrible like Russ year. Yeah, and like just like, the I... state of that team he's on. Like I've I think been impressed when they, too. as soon as they lost like uh, Bryant after like the first two games or something. Yeah, that sucked. I, I was like, oh, that there goes Westbrook's year. Like the, there goes this team's he's year, been, and he just plays angry, bro. He plays angry. There's a lot of like um i don't know exactly the word for it in football but like you know the like the last few minutes when players are down and or the team's down and you just get a ton of air yards and everything for like deshaun watson as an example oh garbage time that's how it garbage time yeah so it's it makes me think of that a little bit for westbrook his team's (laughs) losing like a ton (laughs) and he's just going in there they weren't even that good like when he averaged the triple double yeah like i think people people don't care as much as the stats as Westbrook does. He's the person that cares the most. Yeah. He'll be losing every game. Westbrook has and he'll Westbrook be going on in his so fantasy hard. team. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 100%. <laughs> no, I've been super surprised too. I'm glad you brought that up. Like, he's dropping like 40 point triple doubles. Like, I thought, like, everyone was like, this guy's literally dead. Like, they were Blake Griffining him. Like, well, and the, the year. I know we talked about like him and dennis smith jr and how like the, the way that these guys jump we all know that their knees are going to give out yeah westbrook just it's, he's just a <laughs> man going and like beal's been in and out too and he's just still just plugging away yeah yeah no i've gotten a lot more respect from him on on washington so big yeah. up sam yeah may 18th okay. one month away yes sir well i think we gotta get into the big segment let's do it the Battle of Ontario. <laughs> we do have to talk about that, though. We do have to talk about it. We got to talk about it quick. Connor Brown, what are you doing, man? Dude, this kid's a legend, bro. He's a Hall of Famer pretty much he, now. He basically, he's eight goals. Wow, how do you say it? Eight games with a goal in it in a row. Eight game goal one, streak. One more, and he's in the the bracket of only Hall of Famers. Yes. That's what you said, right? Yes. I will pull up this, uh, this stat, too. Basically, if he gets up to 10, like, just induct them already. Um... <laughs> If he gets to nine, he ties Yarmir Yager, Timo Solane, Steve Eisenman, and Dennis Savard. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky isn't even on this list, by the way. <laughs> so he's beaten Wayne Gretzky's goal streak record. Holy smokes. That's nuts. Okay, who do you think has the who do you think has the most? Who do you think's on the top? Who's 12, on the top for that? Twelve goals, twelve game goal streak. What were all the names that you listed again? Um, Over ten. Solane, Eiserman, Savard, and Yager. But there also could be guys that are up there again. So don't just count those guys out. But those guys all got nine. Just those guys got nine. Yeah. Three guys got 10. Two guys got 11. One guy's got 12. Um, oh, I don't know. No idea. October 6th to November 1st, 1992. Does that help you? <laughs> 1992? No, it doesn't. Mario Lemieux, 12. Solane and Lemieux at 11. Luke Robitaille. And then Brett Hall had two 10-game goal streaks. And then... There's the nine. Oh, I should have guessed Lemieux. 
It's honestly such a safe bet. I was honestly bet. surprised Gretzky wasn't just even on here with like a niner or a tenner. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Maybe they just weren't keeping track of it. <laughs> yeah. Yet Connor Brown is literally still on the waiver wire of everyone else's, everyone's fantasy leagues still, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm thinking of picking him up on their DHL league, but like I love Connor Brown. I loved him on Toronto. I love him yeah. in Ottawa. I I didn't like him coming over. I was like, who's this guy? Dude, taking away with now. He's freaking turning into a legend. Right in front of my well, eyes. He's basically like a hymen. The man it has yeah. such a heavy work ethic, and I absolutely love the guy. Um, but yeah, man, Ontario still is always epic. But Connor Brown doing that that game, and Jack Campbell becoming the dude, Jack Campbell. Who is this he guy, has the dude? NHL record now. What a legend, this guy, bro. I mean, he lost it last night against the Canadians, which really hurt, but. Um, but hey, this guy, unreal. Oh, I have another Ottawa stat for you. Ottawa is the only team in the NHL this year that has scored a goal in every game. No really? One, no one's ever shut us out. That's epic. The only team. <laughs> but our record is like bad. But we still score yeah. at least one goal. That's that's big though. That's honestly, hopefully at the end of the year, Coach DJ tells the boys that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we gotta keep it through though. Like, hopefully these games against however many banked games we have against the Canucks, we can hold it through. They probably they probably know, and they're just like every game after they get one goal, they're like, "All right, sick, we're done, we're good." Yeah. Let's uh, let's tank. <laughs> we got the goal, boys. That was that was what DJ said to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's their whole strategy. But um, okay. We should uh, we should get into trades. Let's get some trades. We got a decent amount to get to. We got a decent amount, and what's so weird is we have so many first appearances already happening. Yeah. Like, okay. Let's do tonight. Is what's weird. your favorite move? I'll do my favorite move afterwards. Favorite move? Oh, 100 percent Foligno to Toronto. I thought you would say that. Why do you? Where do you? Where does he slot in? Uh, I want him on the third line with Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons. Okay, that's what I heard too. That's a nasty line. Yeah, I, like I, I also can, heard second line. Yeah, I could see second line with Tavares and Nylander for sure. Tavares, Nylander, and then you you keep this jumbo Spez combo with the Wayne train. Yeah, what's I'd be your good guys' with third that. line like Hyman and Mikheyev and Galchenyuk or Hi- Hyman? Yeah, so Hyman. Oh, it changes all the time to be completely honest. But yeah, we have basically our bottom six right now is floating between because like Hyman's more so been playing with Nylander and Tavares on the second line right now. Um, but our bottom six is like Spezza, Engvall, Thornton, Engvall's the other guy, yeah. um, uh, Mikheyev, and uh, dang, I'm blanking. It honestly changes all the time. I know Nicholas Robertson just got called up from the taxi squad, so he's been looking to get slotted. I think he actually got slotted tonight. Yeah, he's slotted in tonight. And Scott Saborn, right? I forgot about that. Um, you guys are deep for playoffs if there are any injuries or anything. Do you remember the Scott Saborn situation with Matthews? Yeah, they he like looked at his net number name at and when he's on Ottawa. Yeah, and then we just got him <laughs> off waivers. That's so, so funny. <laughs> I do. Hang. I honestly did kind of want to get rid of Kerfoot at the deadline, but doesn't he have like some weirdly larger contract? Yeah, three point five mil. Yeah, but when you're getting just dude, sick production out of Spetsa for the veterans minimum, hundred <laughs> percent. And just Dubis is just absolutely fleecing the way that LTIR is set up. 
And Dude, every team is just abusing whatever the heck is going on this year with the taxi squad and yeah. IRs and stuff. Well, yeah, when you make it available like that, if you're not abusing it, then you're not doing a good enough yeah, job. Yeah, and you're not actually, like, you can't actually compete. Yeah, and Dubas is doing it to, the, like, the highest degree. Yeah, it's the amazing. But, um, yeah, what was your favorite trade? Favorite move, honestly, for both teams, the Mantha deal. Really? Yeah, it's sad to see him go, but it honestly, bro, it really wasn't working out dude detroit fleeced on that trade in my opinion yeah. but i'm i'm not looking at it as i guess not both sides of the deal um i'm looking at it as from a personal mantha cheerer honor that's good for him yeah, to go yeah. to a contending team and play with some of the greatest players of all time um and then obviously the return detroit got you can't be mad about that hopefully verana gets a change of scenery going playing on maybe like a first line with larkin or something like that and yeah i'm pumped for second, verana so. in detroit yeah how i I'm, see it like i think um stevie eyes is like he knows what he's doing. Dude, I trust and him. And is going to be him. amazing. Anything that Stevie Y does or touches, trust. 100%. Yeah, they're, they're, um, what's it called? Detroit is, Stevie's kind of pulling a uh, Oklahoma City Thunder with uh, accruing a lot of picks. Hmm. So we have uh, the, we have two firsts this year, three seconds. Two thirds, two fourths, and two fifths here, and then we have um two seconds next year and three fourths next year. Yeah, decent amount of picks. Um, I think we got to go through most of these trades. Yeah, at least some the some big, big ones, ones. The big ones. The big yeah. ones. I'm you not going to talk be... about Ottawa trading Eric Goodbrands and Chris Evans. Yeah, I'm not talking about Namath. I'm not talking about any of that <laughs> stuff. Uh, Dubinik, the best goalie, did get traded, so that's huge. But where did he go again? He went to Colorado. Oh, yeah. Didn't Colorado, like, get back a bunch of guys that they've had on their roster before? Like, didn't they trade back uh, yeah, to they Soderberg? Had, they had Soderberg, yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay, I'm going to go in order of the trades, but I'm only going to do the main ones. Okay. Uh, And then some I won't, we won't have to go in depth, but I'm just going to mention. For example, Montour to Florida, I think was a great job yeah, for Florida, especially losing Ekblad. Yeah. 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 Uh. David Savard was a big trade. That was, yeah. I mean, Tampa's D, man. They're they're crazy at bringing in solid defenders in front of Vasi, which is always so interesting to me because like you think he would have so much faith in Vasi, and I think they do, but it's like they're just let's multiplying it. it. Yeah, yeah, and it just gives that Vasi that sense of confidence in front of him, so he's not doesn't have all that pressure on him, and it's just like. They're just so set. Yeah. And they don't even give a crap about their first round picks. Like I know last year they did it for Coleman just because of his contract and how amazing it was. So they don't need him. They don't need him. And this year's draft is gonna be chalked anyways. So hundred percent. Um Felino to Maple Leafs, we already mentioned. I think that's an unbelievable deal. Great deal. Um, love love Felino, loved him in Ottawa. Now we have four former captains on the Leafs I team. I saw that. Yeah. Going into the absolutely going nuts. into the playoffs. Man, and in my opinion, they should have five because it should not be DePerez as captain. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you had to uh, pick someone else, who would it be? Riley or Matthew? If I had to pick someone else, um, it would probably be Riley. The way that he, I see him lead uh, in interviews yeah. and respond to people and everything, I think he's just, he's the I mean, man I'm to sure, wear. I'm sure Tavares is a great captain. I'm just saying like skill-wise yeah. at this point. And then also the fact that you could say you have five captains. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, David Ray to the Leafs to figure out the Freddie Anderson situation. Um, and that's fine. He, he's up next year too, hey? Yeah, and that's he fine. is 
playing tonight against the Flames. So that's fun. Really? Yeah, they flew over together with his former team. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, uh, when I was in grade 12, uh, we went to this like remote town for volleyball provincials um and it was just basically all winnipeg teams and yeah. uh, we played the uh we went pretty far into the finals and our girls team didn't so they just took a bus home and they were like okay you guys uh can go on a bus with the team we were playing in the finals so we we beat them in the finals and then we had to do a whole five-hour bus ride home with that team that's insane <laughs> it's back to winnipeg it was kind of like that kind of not yeah, yeah. They'll go their separate ways yeah. after, but on the way too. On the way too, it's it's fifty fifty. There's fifty percent chance they're reminiscing about their times and how they're gonna miss each no, other. No, Riddick's like, bro, I'm freaking robbing you guys tonight. I know all the plays. <laughs> I know every. I know your whole power play situation. Like you're screwed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I love it too. Um, skipping over Ottawa's stuff. <laughs> hey man, whatever happened there? Okay, Ottawa's takes. This is the Ottawa take. Why I said I'm happy with what we did. We got rid of a bunch of old slow guys to give roster space for our young guys to play. That's why I was very yeah. happy with our our move. While getting the seventh rounder and a third rounder. <laughs> so uh, yeah, game changing picks right there. Watch out. Exactly. <laughs> um. Okay. There's Jeff Carter to the Penguins. That what interests me. Me too. It's I, it's it's I because like of Melkin being gone. Yeah. Um. They needed a little bit of a bigger body and a bigger presence. He's like a um, he's like a Canadian Malkin, really. Yeah. When you think about it, like a center sniper big guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I love Jeff Carter. I think he's phenomenal. I liked him too, um, man. He was just in a bad situation in LA for too long. Yeah. Um, I honestly honestly forgot he was still in the league. I thought he kinda phased out when like the whole Mike Richards phased out. Mike Richards, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> but he totally faded out when he, that happened. He's still kicking. He's still he's still vibing out there. And the yeah. fact that Kopitar's there too, it, that doesn't help him at all. Now I like I like him there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Ronnie Textall, keep it up, my guy. Um and I think it was a good move for LA too, with some people coming up. Like they've they've had some yeah. They got some really good prospects in there, man. Watch out. Good prospects. I I know Byfield. Byfield's like, like a I mini think Jeff Carter. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Byfield's gonna be like your top guy, but second liner could look great. Yeah, they should um, have Stutzel, but you know. They really should have. Um they have that other guy um New that's hook? been looking amazing. It's like search with an A, doesn't it? Newhook? Alex Newhook? Is it? Alex? No. Is he non Canadian? Of... Alex Turcott? Arthur Kaliev? Dude, I can't think of it. I don't think Newhook. I think Newhook is a avalanche. It's probably Alex Turcotte or Arthur Kaliev. Arthur Kaliev. Yeah, he's the American. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they got and then Aiden Dudas. Oh, my boy. <laughs> Homie. But he, I don't think he's ever really gonna get to the. And NHL they have Tyler season. Madden from the Canucks. Yeah. From Toffoli trade. <laughs> um, next trade. Uh, and Hall. Could not get it faster out of Buffalo <laughs> going to him and Boston. Lazar just hopped on the Uber as soon as they heard, bro. Yeah, Hall literally is like, I'll play for you guys tomorrow. What are your against thoughts Buffalo? On, on his takes of being like, Oh, I just don't like being the main guy or something like that. that was like something his like when he was asked about the trade. Wait, he said that? He was some something like it's it's just gonna be nice to be a guy again or something like that. Something he wasn't even the, the main guy on Buffalo. Well, I mean, when you have two goals, yeah, obviously you're not the main guy, but like, but like, no, that's but just that's his the... nature, hey. Like from ever since he got his fake heart trophy from 
the Devils. Well, like that's yeah, it's a really weird comment because when he went to Buffalo, he knew he wasn't going to be the main guy. That's Eichel's place. Um, yeah, and like a more main guy. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, also but didn't really pay much attention to it clearly. So he clearly just wants to get paid. Like yeah, that's why. Like he went to. But this is honestly a good spot for him to like kind of fleece a cup out of a second half team. Yeah, and if Boston can somehow find a deal at a decent price, which they always do somehow, then that could really yeah. amount to something good, especially as they start to fizzle out some of their main guys. But the dumb thing about Boston is like, what are you? Why aren't you fixing your your blue line? Like the blue their line defense is, is so garbage. McAvoy and then a bunch of nobodies. And they got like Grizzlick, but the guy's injured every other day. So, yeah, man, they, I don't understand what they're doing on that front. Sure, go all in for Hall. Well, hardly even all in. It was like a second round. But it Bjork was got a point tonight. A good deal. <laughs> it was. It was, especially for the value that Hall was yeah. actually putting up. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, Godet, I think we just got a mention for Brayden's sake. Horrible trade by Vancouver. <laughs> what vancouver's doing they must have forgot how to play hockey and how to manage their team yeah literally the dumbest dumbest trade this is the loser of the trade deadline (laughs) that trade i think washington has to take that cake but yeah that's fair they gave up so much um uh kulikov to oilers for assurance that's decent that's something that boston could have done that's yes and then nolan and i had that conversation why don't they bring in kulikov or yeah, why didn't they go like after like Ryan Murray or something, or something like that? Yeah. Well, they have to get it in Taylor Hall. Oh, also going yeah. just back to Ottawa, claiming Victor Mete, too. I like that. Sorry. It's not really a trade yeah. deadline. But I do like that a lot. Call. Good call. Um, Soderbergh to the Avalanche, we briefly mentioned. I really like that. Uh, yeah, I go really back like to Familiar Place. That's freaking, like, legendary. Yeah. Because then he can just slot right in with the boys. Yeah. Um, Yenmark to v- Vegas was interesting so well, second that, and that third was a weird three team right yeah all the picks yeah three team it's second and third um to chicago and then san jose got a fifth for retaining some salary um i mean the main thing that i get from this is chicago really doesn't want to get in the playoffs yeah. even though they're on the brink of it um but like i get it because they did say at the start of the year they want to rebuild off of their young guys and they I think what their mindset was, we would rather set up our set set up ourselves successful for the future rather than push Being ourselves in the middle to, of the, in yeah, the playoffs. Purgatory, yeah, yeah. And they knew they were going to get thrashed. Mm-hmm. They knew they were going to get thrashed in playoffs. So it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But interesting there. Um, Anaheim getting Hayden Flurry. I mean, man, the only reason Hayden Flurry, man, I loved him, man. Yeah, the main thing in this trade. I think is Yanni Hockenpah because this guy is a fantasy hitter. <laughs> really? Yeah. And he uh I mean he could do some stuff in Carolina. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Um yeah. He he was playing like a good amount of minutes too. Um Mantha, we briefly mentioned. I think Detroit absolutely slaughtered this trade. Excited for Mantha. Had a boy Stevie Y. Yeah. I mean, Mantha was just not fitting ever since ever since his injury. He just never came yeah, back. I think, yeah, change of scene. Everyone won here except the Capitals. <laughs> really, like Mantha won. He's in a better spot. The Red Wings won. 
Well, Verana was like one too because he was having like beef with the coach or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I that came out. I like because all my Detroit Red Wings news guys all talked about that. So it'll okay. be hopefully better. But basically, unless Washington Capitals um lose Manta and lose the playoffs, then they've lost. Yeah. Or then they've yeah. Um, breaking news: uh, Taylor Hall just got a point for Boston. Wow, good for him. Yeah. So there <laughs> is that. Um, okay. Uh, a trade that I really, really, really like is Sam Bennett to Florida. Dude, Sam Bennett, bro. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. Like, they gave up a second for him, but Florida, they're in it to win it. They're, like, are off onto, onto a bit of a losing skid right now. Yeah. Man. Despite Frick, some of the injuries. That's bad, man. Oh, Dude, that's what, yeah, so... it's going to hurt them so bad. Oh, this makes me sick in my stomach injuries like that yeah it's so rough but i am super pumped for sam bennett i think he's gonna do really really well in florida it reminds me obviously not to the same extent at all but i think sam bennett can bring a similar uh play style as to what trocheck did when he was there um and sam bennett i think could be a nice second line center over alex wenberg and yeah. wenberg's having a decent season but i think I think Sam Bennett between Hornfist and Huberto, I think that would be so unreal. And he's not nowhere near Trocek's level. And I think we've all seen that after this year, especially. But um, I think he can bring a lot to the table there. And I, I want to see a resurgence in him. Me too. I'm, I am like literally any sport ever. I truly believe that change of scenery, like you can account for a, a boost in some way it's mm. like you know like playing with new guys playing for a new contract or you get a chip on your shoulder there's so many like things that come from getting traded or going somewhere else like we saw in stefan Diggs this year like that yeah. you know like russell westbrook you know yep yeah i'm pumped for that go, go get him sam bennett and he's probably gonna play in the playoffs now too so good for him <laughs> yeah exactly um nothing else really apart from barbie girl ben hutton to the Maple Leafs. He, you know, that he would probably be pretty good on Boston too, eh? Ben Hutton? Yeah. He could have. Like, I don't even really... I wish Manson moved. I want Manson off of Anaheim. Like, there's you Manson that I wanted to move. I want Ryan Murray to move. Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. But overall, decent trade deadline. The Mantha pick, I think, salvaged it, that trade. Because I didn't think a lot was going on. And, like, rightly so, because of all the covid issues and having to quarantine and all this kind of stuff there's definitely a lot of yeah questions a little bit more hurdles this year for sure yeah so but very States, understandable apparently you can just get get on the plane and go play the next day yeah which is what mantha did yeah yeah i think uh so riddick is doing okay um bjork um on the sabers he has a point Hall has a point. Mantha, just Mantha a has too. a point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, bro. Move them it's around. <laughs> New faces. It's nice. Um, okay, before we go into our most famous segment, um, I had a question for you. Well, Nolan had a question for you, and I knew I had to ask you. I wish I did in our previous talk about Connor Brown because it's actually about him. I missed my shot. But okay. why does Connor Brown get to have just brown on the back of his jersey but josh brown has jay brown maybe he was there first i don't know if it's being there first or a seniority thing or what but that brought a lot of attention to 
Nolan, and I'm like, that is a really that's a good point. point. It's a really good point. I don't. I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's something to think about. I don't get it. And like, does wait? How long ago was Ottawa? They had Logan Brown as well. Logan Brown's playing for Belleville right now. Yeah. So if he comes up, Logan Brown, he'll have to be L Brown or Connor Brown will switch to C Brown because Logan was there first. That is true. I think it all depends on wait, what I Logan. Wanna... Brown... Logan's definitely played some. Okay, Google. I don't think he did sucks. this year. Yeah. No, I mean like before though, with Connor Brown still on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, he, true. True. He's he gets the the full Brown. I can't tell when these games are played. It's just Google Images. That is a good question, bro. That makes no sense. It really doesn't. It should just be if your last name is Brown, you should just it just you automatically have to have your initial because the right? amount of Browns in the league, I feel like, just also like the last name too. Well, especially when you have multiple on your team, it just it, well, like that, that's, that's just standard process. But also like the Griffin brothers on Seattle, they are both S Griffin. I think they just kept Griffin. Uh but, that's well, true. Yeah. Maybe also it could be like Connor Brown's jerseys. He was a day one player, right? And Josh Brown wasn't so maybe they've made all of connor brown's jerseys and like adding a letter but adding a letter bro <laughs> like is it that hard ah, good question yeah man question. very very weird um imagine if it was just because ottawa said mm, connor brown's better than you mate when did josh brown play his first <laughs> game because this is my thought if josh brown played his first game during connor brown's goal streak no, it was 17 games he's played. <laughs> that would like, be we hilarious. can't put a letter on while he's on his streak. That would have been so funny. Yeah, he's Jay Brown, number three. Maybe yeah, 17 he's, games he's, this year. He's bad, maybe. Yeah. Imagine if it's like it's based on plus minus. Once you're whoever's the lowest plus minus, you get the letter taken off. Yeah. Just random, random standards that they have. The only yeah. other thing I can think of is just because he was there halfway through the year, but yeah, it makes no sense. And now just throw a C on him. Yeah. Throw throw a C on Connor Brown, both on the front and the back. Yeah, Ooh. front and back, baby. That'd be nice. That is a team that needs a captain next year, so it's got it's gotta be Shabbat. Yeah, Chabo and then uh Brady. Brady as an A. I heard there's talks of Brady. Eh. He is a good captain, I've heard. I feel like he is, but like Oh, Mantha with another goal, by the way. Let's go, dude. He's like my one player in my weekly lock that's like playing tonight. I um geez, do I pick him up? Do I pick him up? What league? I'm pretty sure I have him in most of our stuff. Yeah, you do have both in both of our main leagues. Okay, I, I, I could pick three leagues in here. <laughs> I could pick him up in another league, but I don't. And it was on the power play too, insane. my dude. Let's go. Let's Wait, it was on the go. power play. One of his points was who? Dude, I'm who's gonna... assisted? Oh yeah, okay, okay, makes sense. I might uh, pull this upset on Jay. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't want to though. I want to pick in the lottery. <laughs> I want well, here's the thing. I want Braden or Kenton to lose out so that their first round pick is worth a ton and Drake benefits from it. True. He has both their firsts. He has both their firsts. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Oh, also just quick uh Jamal Murray, he did get injured for out for the year, so just Yeah, it was torn ACL, right? Unfortunate, but you know, tough. That really puts a damp on uh, on the Nuggets moving forward. Yeah, definitely. That's tough. And even though their pickup of Aaron Gordon isn't going to help at all on that guard spot, because you and I both talked about how that guard spot is weak. Yep. With just Will Barton after after Murray. And yeah, 
Well, Hopefully you can come back for play. Nah, it's ACL. Uh, it just those kind of things, man. I just wish injuries weren't a thing. One day, bro, when freaking medicine catches up to <laughs> torn ACLs. Yeah. When literal superheroes are playing hockey and football. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think we got to get into it. Let's do some quick uh, Stanley Cup predictions. Post quick Stanley Cup predictions. Yeah. Who Holy was yours at the beginning smokes. of the year? Who was yours at the beginning of the year? Um, <laughs> beginning. Of- year i think it was colorado because mine was toronto <laughs> yeah i remember yours i think mine was colorado yeah, I think yours was Tor- Colorado. both are honestly holding true both are holding real true if um, i were to do a different team post trade deadline i think i was and with how they're playing i want to see probably stay with toronto but tampa bay is just a wagon bro yeah they're just so defensively good yeah like stamkos isn't doing anything right now points not doing much palette is having a fantastic year but they just—they're so deep. Yanni Gord is having such a phenomenal year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, the Avalanche and the Maple Leafs both have the number one and two most points, both leading the conferences. And then Vegas, right? Vegas. Vegas and Tampa tied. There's a bunch of teams at 58. I, I haven't looked at the games in hand, but then Toronto does it today at 59. So. Right. Right. Oh wow, there's a lot of teams at 58. <laughs> just checking now. Holy smoke. I haven't. But some of these teams, no, most of the 58ers have 42 games played. Vegas has a game in hand over those guys, the 58ers. 58 and, and the Lightning and Hurricanes, they yeah. all have 41. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's going to be an exciting stretch, man. What, there's like 15 games left? Dude, you, you, this is actually, that's actually really funny. They, like Colorado and Toronto are both, I in my opinion, the favorites right now. Yeah, we have both of them. And all of those other guys, I couldn't even really... I think, I think I'd pick Tampa over all of them, and then yeah. the Golden Knights. Man, if Ekblad was in, man, I really oh, would love that... the freaking Panthers. They're on a freaking roll. I know, it killed them so hard. Yeah. Oh. Big rip. Um, so, question. Yeah. Oh, actually, we should probably just get right into it. All right, let's do it. Beats about the muties. What do you want to start with? Um, I'm gonna start off with a beat. Uh, one of my favorite artists, Hayden Kalman. Hayden, came Kalman. Out, he okay. came out with a single called "We Got Gods to Blame," and uh, very interesting song. Obviously, I don't agree on a lot of what he was saying, but sick song. You got to really understand his heart behind why he is feeling the way that he's feeling which you can empathize with, with someone that doesn't know who Jesus is and stuff. Um, so really, really thought-provoking, really cool, and really, really amazing music. Let's go. Add it to the playlist. Yes, sir. All right, beat for me. Um, is I'm kind of, I don't know if this is a genre, but have you heard of UK Grime? UK Grime? Yeah, United Kingdom Grime. It's basically like rappers with English accents to like trap beats, and I've just been loving it for my workouts recently. <laughs> Like imagine KSIO La Jude BT. It's basically his stuff. Like yeah, yeah, I was just about to say. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I I can vibe with that. Skepta is one of the artists that he's one of the more mainstream UK grime guys. Just the sound, I just I don't know. Like when you, they rap in the accent, I just it's just it's just really cool. Nice. So yeah, it's kind of a genre I picked this week, but not like I'm not like it's like a pretty niche genre, I'd say. So it still yep. fits. Love it. Um, I'll do a bot next. 
the weather and the driving for me basically it was so nice to a point where you could go eat out on a patio like go get drinks on a patio this weekend and then now we have like full-on snow and like a bunch of people took off their winter tires and now they're driving in literally like full-on winter conditions oh so it was no just terrible driving in this morning but we'll survive that's horrible what about you yeah it's rough um but um trying to think well i think mainly so my beaten bot or sorry my beauty and bot kind of go together but my bot is just how tired i am um i have not been able to sleep at all i basically uh, fall asleep at like 4 30 and then i have to wake up at like 8 30 every day oh uh, it's been really rough like i can't even like think straight my head is killing me um but it's because my beauty is um got a house let's go super awesome um yeah we're super stoked about that but it's just like so you probably know this of me uh from my powerpoint slides and all that kind of stuff is i'm a design freak oh yeah and i i want things to look really really nice and so when we were getting a house that is like an ultimate project oh yeah so it's like my head goes to how we're going to renovate, how we're going to do this and that, how I'm going to fit in exactly what Cass wants in this way. And it's like, I literally, my head goes. <laughs> when I'm sitting here on my bed, I'm tossing and turning each side. I'm like, I'll flip to my right side to try to get some sleep. And then I'll think about the living room, flip to the <laughs> left side, think about the office. And it's like, oh, so definitely am exhausted. But very very excited to to be a homeowner yeah let's go bro how about you beauty um 17 sleeps until the nfl draft the countdown is the on countdown is on and also uh i got a vr headset Ooh. so i've been playing a bit of that recently what is your favorite game on it um most time beat saber have you heard of that game no it's basically like rock band but you have two lightsabers in your hand and you have to wipe these bricks in the correct way to beat up the music interesting yeah it's a pretty fun game and cool. then we've played some like mini golf and uh table tennis and i was like nice. playing against jordan and he kept freaking uh doing short shots on me and i kept hitting my hand into the wall because i was too close to my wall <laughs> but yeah that's fantastic the draft and some vr headset man vr is crazy my brother and my dad have it and i would put it on and my favorite by far is um is my favorite game by like a landslide uh super hot i pl I played that game too that game's so fun it's so fun like oh dodging in slow I wish motion it was and multiplayer stuff. bro right how sick would that be a bunch of boys that'd just, be wild then you're just getting pissed at your friends for moving <laughs> when there's a guy yeah. who loves you <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be so rage inducing yeah there's this other game we play called Rec Room, and it's like a bunch of like mini games, and we play laser tag. Um, but it's basically like kind of like zombies waves of la of these guys coming at you. Oh, that's fun! But it's nice. like proximity chat. So if your guy is down far away, you can't hear him like yelling at you to come pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like actually like real life. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's a good time. Well, this has been the Bob and the Bob Pod. Thanks for coming out. Peace. Peace. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah, shit. I get my weed from California. That's that shit. I took my chick up to the north, yeah. Badass bitch. I get my 
Yeah. 